welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. We're on 93.7 The Ticket. Got to give a big shout out to Matt Warner and Empire Fence and Nettie. Man, the people doing big things out there in Waverly, Nebraska. And I just want y'all to know, man, I'm proud of you guys. And y'all are not just a company, man. Y'all are like a family. Uh, I've seen it firsthand. And keep doing that. Keep doing big things. You know, uh, I know it's Super Bowl weekend and everybody's preoccupied, but I'm very, very um, humble and honored to have a person that I've grown to look at it like a little brother. Uh, this guy here has done some amazing things and he's going to continue doing amazing things. And not only that, he's got some big news tonight on behalf of the look like somebody. We'll get into that and all a little, a little bit later. But first I want to just welcome Randy J. Goodwin. How you doing, man? Life is good, man. Life is good. <laughs> Box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 again, I want to say thank you to, to Randy. Uh, I want to say thank you, man, for coming and supporting me at the hearing um, and all the stuff that you've been doing to help me along the way with this documentary. But Randy, a lot of my viewers uh, and listeners, they know maybe who you are, but I don't know if they know where you're from, man. Where are you from? Earth. Earth. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what part of Earth? <laughs> you feel like sharing <laughs> No, I'm I'm born and raised. I'm I'm Nebraska bred, Omaha, Nebraska. Um uh from grade school from Wakanda to Nathan Hale to uh I split high schools uh Northwest and Creighton Prep and uh went down to UNL for a little while before going to the military, uh Air Force, and um and then after Shade again, kind of yanked me into stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I never planned on that part. I always, you know, I always planned on being an actor since I was eight years old. I mean, that's what, what God built me for even back then. But Shay, uh, man, he got me into stand-up, and we started doing shows and doing competitions, and you know, we've always done stuff. Right, you know, right, we've been, right. We've been boys for forty-three years. And big shout out to Shay. What's yes. going on with the young man? Shay Deegan. Shay Deegan. Deegan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my dude. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and I got to give a big shout out to Shay too, man. He showed a lot of love to me. Uh, I'm still appreciating that that membership <laughs> to 88 Tactical. Yes. So big shout out to 88 Tactical as well because, man, that place is, I don't know, man. It's something I got to have my car checked because I can't go to <laughs> Omaha I, I can go to Omaha, but I can't pass that exit where 88 Tactical is. I don't even understand. It's like I'm driving, all of a sudden my blinker will just come on. <laughs> it's, your, it's the computer. It's the computer. I'm going to blame the computer. computer. You, you got the self-driving car, and it just, it just <laughs> takes you straight to 88 yeah, yeah, to the restaurant. Yeah, I just, I mean, man, the next thing I know, I'm standing at the bar ordering some food to go, you know. <laughs> And, or to stay and then something to go. and then something to go yeah i've done that too i'm very talented with that you know and the funny <laughs> thing is i can get the 88 tactical faster than i can get the south lincoln so wow, that yeah. makes it that makes it a little easier to make that uh that trip as well so randy you know after after you got done with all your your schooling and 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 the comedy thing you went 
to to the military. Yes, went to the military. Um, and uh, when we got back from the military, boy, she, so Shay went Coast Guard. I went Air Force. We got back around the same time, and it was time to go to go to Hollywood. Gotcha. 1994. Shay met a girl. Ah, they always do it to us, man. <laughs> Shay met a girl. They do the thing. I got you. And uh, he stayed, uh, became a sheriff's deputy with uh, uh, Douglas County, and I went on to Hollywood. And you know, I'm just thankful both of us became successful in our own fields, which was beneficial uh, when I started coming back home to really build the film industry here. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2004 when I started doing acting, writing seminars and all that, and then came back uh, quite a bit, got a house with the family back in 2014 and really started pushing incentive deals for, for film and trying to, you know, bring the film industry together here in Nebraska, because, you know, a lot of people don't want to work together and they don't want to listen. And right. I'm like, there's, there's quite a few, uh, famous Nebraskans, quite a few successful Nebraskans in front of and behind the camera, but none of them ever come back to help. Gotcha. It drives me crazy, man. And I, I, I get upset about it when I talk about it, um, because, uh, I could have used the help, uh, from out, you know, from, from, from those who have recognizable faces and names. There's many Oscars from Nebraskans. They don't help. Don't come back. So I said, you know what? I'll do it myself. Yeah. That's what I've been doing all these years. But uh, pulling a team together here or in Omaha with Stacey Heatherly and, and, and Dana Reeves, Kirk Zeller out of, uh, uh, where's, where's Kirk's from? Carney. Well, Ravenna, actually. Ravenna, yeah. Um, there, there's a handful of others. Uh, young man who's right from right here in Lincoln, Ishma Valente. Uh, we all just kind of start coming together after around 2016. And, gotcha. you know, now. We have Governor Pillen on board. We've got a lot of the senators on board, Senator Rita Sanders, uh, Senator Brewer, um, Senator Wishart. I mean, I can keep going on and on. We have it bipartisan, which is great because I think this bill is going to pass with flying colors and we will be able to draw bigger productions into Nebraska from Hollywood. When you say you went to Hollywood, I was just thinking, um, Randy, you being a spiritual guy and a Christian, how did that, how was going to Hollywood for you? I mean, because from what a little bit I know on the outside looking in, it's not very, what should I, how, how should I say this? It's not friendly for Christians. Right. You know, that's just the, the, the feel that I get, but I've never been in Hollywood, so I don't know that, but it just seems like it's not geared for christians no it's not okay it is not it is not um but how my parents raised me and my brothers and you know with morals and values and respect but you know don't don't take the light skin and the kindness for weakness (laughs) (laughs) i got you i got you i got so uh i put my foot down before i got there and I, i said you know what uh, I drew a line in the sand and I said, there, there's a line I will not cross. There is uh, I will never be bought. Um, I've turned down, I've turned down hundreds of millions of dollars in, in 31 years of being there. And I've turned down many roles. Actually it's online. Now my, my first manager, they called, I've only had two managers in all 30 years I've been out there. Wow. But, um, 
my previous manager, they, after I turned down another movie, uh, that I felt made black people look ignorant and I couldn't do it. Um, they said, you have officially turned down more work than any actor in Hollywood. Now that's not when say I'm already working on something and I can't do it. Or like Will Smith had, or Tom Cruise or, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds and they have, you know, 10 movies lined up. So they have to turn down stuff. No, I was turning down stuff when I was sleeping in my car. I was turning down stuff when I was sleeping on a park bench in Hollywood. Gotcha. You know, so. So you were standing on what you believe. From day one. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be a tough deal because, like you say, you're sleeping in your car, sleeping on park benches. And if I remember correctly, for a long time, you know, it took you a while to kind of get on. Is that right? No. Oh, you got on pretty quick? Two years. Two years you got on. Two years, and I was on the the show Fast Track with Keith Carradine and okay. Fred DeHammer Williamson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was. I mean, it was hard. Two years. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Two years on a on in your car and and on a park bench couldn't have been the easiest thing when you know you could have crossed that line. Yes. And, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, and, and been living large. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you stood on what you believe, man. I respect that because that's. That's hard to do, especially under a lot of adversity and difficulties of where am I going to sleep? You know, that's the kind of thing a lot of people take for granted. Because when you say Hollywood, everybody immediately thinks about all the glamour. Yeah, yeah. Everybody sees the stuff I've done, but they don't know what uh, what I had to see. A lot of there's a lot of what people do to get it. And if you look at uh, all the all the actors right now that are in trouble. Yeah. There's a lot of them. yes, all yeah. the actors and the singers that are on 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 social media. All this stuff is coming out. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming out on a lot of people. They've all compromised to get it. Right. I know. I know. One producer called me up and he goes, "Man, you see everything." He mentioned a couple of people and I went, "I'm surprised that so and so they get called." He goes, "Oh, he did today." I went, "Ooh," <laughs> and he said, "Well, at least there's one dude we know is not going to get that call." I said, "Who?" He said, "You stupid." And I went, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, if anything came down about me it's because somebody's making something up because I don't party with them. I don't drink with them. And I get a lot of flack for not drinking with a lot of producers. It, one producer told me, uh, told another producer who likes me, he says, yeah, man. So-and-so said, hey, he loves your work, man, but he don't trust you because you won't drink with him. And wow. The difference is it's not trust. It, it's, if I don't have the same dirt on me that you have on you, maybe, yeah. maybe Randy might tell. I care about what you do as long as it ain't hurting me or kids. Right, right. Yeah, you know? I got you. Well, you know, I'll be real honest with you, man. Just the fact that you stood on principle, that's a, that's a tough thing to do, man, because, um, like you say, man, they, they throw, like, I call it monopoly money at you, and all of a sudden you got to make a decision. And once you make that decision, the only bad part is after you get the money or you make the decision that gets you the money, then you got it. You're stuck. Well, that's that's one thing I always say is be careful because what you do to get money is mm-hmm. what you got to do to keep money. Right. So you do dirt one time thinking it's just one time. They got video. They got people around. It's just not a one time thing. They got yeah, you. They got you. So I will never I will never give in. Well, you know. To be honest with you, I think it just takes a lot of courage and, you know, a lot of conviction just to be able to survive Hollywood for 30, 30 plus years mm. and and not give in because 
I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm guessing here, but I'm pretty sure you've seen your share of people that gave in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nebraskans too. I mean, people, like I said, people that I know very well who, when we were young actors, saying, they're like, yeah, Randy, I'd never give in either, man. And then each one of them gave in and fell off, and I watched stuff with them, and I go, wow. They, 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 yeah. they, they, got, they got the hook. Well, you know... <clears throat> Like I said, I've, I've never been in that situation for as acting. You know, I saw I saw some of the the little time that I played ball. I saw some things happen, but uh, I I just don't think it it was to that extent like it is in Hollywood. And to be honest, when you do, uh, when you was in Hollywood, the question I have to ask for you is what. What, what other jobs did you have before, I mean, before acting took off? Did you have other little side hustles? I just ran a security company. I had two partners. We had this little security company called MIB. It was before the movie Men in Black. Okay. So we were Men in Black before Will Smith was Men in Black. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I got you. But, yeah, we had a little company, man. Um, um, I didn't, I, I'm blessed. I haven't, I, I haven't really had to do regular jobs. Yeah. Um, when I first got there, I did get a job at uh, the Warner Center Marriott, which is where a lot of celebs come in and they utilize that hotel in Woodland Hills. And I'm not good at working for people. <laughs> I'm So I quickly, I mean, it, literally right away, I'm, next you know, I'm running room service. I'm running it. <laughs> and, and that's also when uh, I, I ended up sleeping in my car. So I was hooking up security, due to run security, with food and he would let me know when there was a room open that I could sleep in that night. Gotcha. Cause I was just making enough money for headshots and, 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 you know, just basically to kind of live, but pursue what I was there to pursue. I was figuring it out on my own. I, I, I had no blueprint. I knew right. nobody. And like you said, it wasn't a whole lot of Nebraskans coming back to, right. to lay the foundation for you. So you just had to kind of ad lib it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Pretty much. That, that had to be kind of tough too, man. But when you when you did get in, how'd it feel? I mean, when you Well, this is kind of funny. So um Larry Gelbart, the creator of MASH. Okay. Larry Gelbart was the executive producer of my first show that was created by Tristan Rogers, who played Robert Scorpio. The he's Australian on General Hospital for all those years. Okay. Okay. You, know, you got Luke and Laura and you had Scorpio and Anna. Okay. You know, and uh, so he was big. Every, everybody knew him from college. Everybody knew Young and the Restless, General Hospital. Right, right. And I remember going to my security gig, you know, going that night. And I was one of the dudes, and my tags were expired on my little Fiat. <laughs> and, and I had my pillow and stuff in there and my, some of my clothes. And I'm on my way from where I was staying, if you will. Uh, and the cops pulled me over Ooh. about two miles away from the Hollywood Athletic Club where, you know, that's where we were doing our security. Uh, and, uh, man, my tags were expired. And they said, we're going to have to tow your car. And I was like, what? And they said, well, you can take out uh, here what you want. I took out my pillow. I grabbed some clothes, <laughs> man. And I had to walk two miles. Wow. The next day, I called my boy Troy Allen. Troy Allen, uh, man, that's a good brother. He, uh, he was a senior exec at 20th Century Fox. Okay. He's the one who shepherded Blade through all the rewrites, got that made, uh, worked on Braveheart, a lot of movies. 
So um, we we just became close, you know, quick close friends. And I called him and I said, "Hey, man, I have an audition today. This is the next day after I got told because I have an audition for Showtime for this show uh, called Fast Track, where I'd be like young black NASCAR driver." He said, I got you. So he left 20th Century Fox, took the day off just to take me. Man, took me to Beverly Hills and waited. I was in there half the day. He waited for me out there. Wow. And uh, so I go in, do the audition, come out. There's a bunch of other people going in and auditioning for the same role and others for other roles. And when Larry Gelbart, he walks out and he says, I got to find a can. Where, where's the can? Where's the can? He's looking for the bathroom. And when he turns, he sees me in the crush of all the people sitting over there in the lobby area, and he gives me a thumbs up. And I thumbs up back. Yeah. And he goes, and he, goes <laughs> he, he gives me a hard yeah. thumbs up because I'm not, I'm not catching it. Yeah. And then so I gave him a thumbs up back, and he just gave me the big eyes like, seriously, dude? And I went, oh, I got it? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't let anyone else know. I just sat there, and I'm thinking, is that what he meant? Is that what he meant? So everybody whittled down. It was just me. And they pulled me back in and said, congratulations, man. And that was your first? That was my first one. So I went downstairs. I got in the car. And Troy, and, and you know, I had no emotion. I just sat there. And Troy looked at me and he went, you got it, didn't you? <laughs> and I said, man, yeah, I did. And we and man, just so excited. So next you know, I'm on a plane to Toronto shooting my first show for, for Showtime. And... It's, it, it, it was one of those shows where I learned integrity. You know, I mean, I already had what I was doing, but to see Larry Gelbart turn the show down after the first full season because Showtime wanted him to do, they wanted some nudity and they wanted more language and all that. And he said, man, I'm Larry Gelbart. Mash. Yeah. You know, and they said, well, we're Showtime and we want that. And he flew to, he pulled all the cast together, flew to New York, came back the weekend, called us all together. He said, I'm going to let the show die. And I was like, what? Wow. I spent all my money from first season. Cause we, cause we, were, already, <laughs> we, we were guaranteed a season two already. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh, how am I going to get back to LA? I, I was expecting, you know, y'all told us we had a guaranteed pickup, but his integrity would not let, I mean, he turned on a lot of money too. Okay. But he wouldn't let it happen. And, and for me to see that on my first show, Taught me a couple of lessons. One, don't spend all your money on your first. I just did it because I knew I was getting a season two. Yeah, you, <laughs> one, there's no guarantees in Hollywood. That's one lesson I learned. Two, that a man as big and powerful as Larry Gelbart was, this dude said no. Wow. That let me know I could continue to say no. Well, you know, to be really honest, I think that's a great, that's really a great story. And not only a great story, it's, it's a great way for you to live. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back, man, with 93.7 The Ticket. To get you happy on hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To the Get Your Happy on Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. You know, uh, I see I got a, a, a text from Carla Walker. Carla, I really appreciate you 
tuning in to the show. It means a lot to me. And I think we got some more comments. Ben, we got anything over there? Yeah, we have Brett, Brad, Shauna, and Odious all on the stream. Man, I want to give a big shout out to all y'all for watching the show. It means a lot to me. I mean, I know you guys could be doing other things, but the fact that you tuned in and it's just, it's not going unnoticed. I just want y'all to know I appreciate you. Hey, Randy, uh, we were just kind of covering a few things during the break too, but I, uh, I want you to talk a little bit more about, uh, some of the things that you have coming up real soon that's going to help the look like somebody brand. Can you okay. talk about that? Yes. Yes, I can. Appreciate that. So, um, well, first of all, uh, the state of Nebraska is finally on board with Randy J. Goodwin and Fallen Giant Films, my production company. I will be opening offices in Omaha, uh, and I will be moving back to Nebraska full time at the end of spring, early summer. And a big part of it is is to produce these projects uh, that we've been working on for quite a while. One of which is yours. What did y'all hear that? <laughs> I don't think they heard. You gotta say that again for the people in the back row. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we did this documentary uh, about the life uh, of Ricky Simmons and and what he went through from from a kid, high school, playing ball, college, pros, uh, incarceration, uh, addiction, and in the last fourteen years of helping people and the documentary is phenomenal we premiered it at 88 tactical to a packed house uh coach osborne was there mike rogier was there uh the the, the johnny rogers was there eric crouch Uh, Crouch was there all three heisman trophy winners from nebraska were there along with some others and not a dry eye in the place (laughs) after after that documentary i I know i'm gonna get put on blast (laughs) So I, I, I step around, and not everybody knew that Ricky and the guys were in the house. So I stepped to one side because we kind of had a little private area in the back in the event space. And I had Ricky come over. I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet the man of the hour because none of this would be possible without him. It's his life. And Ricky came over. Man, they gave him a standing ovation. Ricky started crying. <laughs> because he, <laughs> he said, man, I, I didn't want to cry, man. <laughs> and then I tried to grab Mike. I said, Rose, come here, come here. And he went, Mac, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> he was, <laughs> his eyes were watering up. And Coach Osborne just kind of put his head down and said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he left. And he left. Left yeah. us hanging, man. Everybody walked out. But that's how powerful this documentary is. And it's not your typical documentary. It's not going to be released as a, as a movie. It is the pilot episode to a series. And the entire first season is 10 episodes of different Huskers from different eras who have gone through adversity and come out on the other side. And I know that there might be some that don't come out well on the other side because it it is all lessons. And right. that's what Ricky's is. So look like somebody, the Ricky Simmons story is the first one. It is the pilot. It is the kickoff. And for those of you who don't know, I'll share this with you. Look like somebody is one of the last things, uh, that Ricky's father said to him before he had a stroke and he never heard him talk again. He passed away. So look like somebody is Ricky's brand. Now we're going to move into the rest of the series after, uh, after the pilot episode, episode one, 
and it's going to be Ricky Simmons presents look like somebody, the Johnny Rogers story. Ricky Simmons presents look like somebody and whoever we decide to go with after that, uh, it's all under his banner because he's the one who kicked it off. And uh, it's something pretty special. I'm excited about it. We, uh, I'm going to be putting up the money out of my own pocket. How about that? That's perfect. All seven bucks. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Long as it don't come out of mine. <laughs> well, I wanted y'all to hear that from Randy because I know a lot of people have been asking me, man, when can I see the? When can I see it? When can I see it? I'm like, dude, we're working on something. We're working on something. And when Randy shared that with me, I asked him to come on the show so that he could share it with you guys because we got big things coming, man. And uh, yes. and that's just one of the projects that he's got in the works. He's got several others. And I'll be honest with you. I'm humbled and I'm honored at the same time, you know, because a lot of times when you go through adversity in life, it's real easy to just throw the towel in and say, you know what? I messed up. I'm never going to get another shot. Life's almost over. I'm just waiting on the end. But, you know, I chose a different path. You know, I, I can't undo a lot of the things that I've done, but what I have tried to do in a, in my own version is try to help others not make the same mistakes. And I think, you know, the fact that me and Randy end up hooking up and getting the opportunity to, uh, to work on this, this documentary together, it really, I mean, we became like, he became like my little brother, you know, and I'm, and I'm very, I'm very protective of that relationship because there's not a lot of people out here in this world. And y'all already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's not a lot of people out here that really trying to help you. You know, they'll give the illusion that they want to help, but that help has so many strings that comes with it that it's almost kind of like what you were saying about Hollywood. It's not even worth taking that, taking on that help. Right. So I'm just going to say publicly and on air, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot to me because I've had a lot of people say they're going to help me, but it didn't look like help when it was all said and done. So I'm excited about the first season. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be big. Uh, and now, once we get this season done, you were you had mentioned something about pitching it to different so places. Actually, we 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 uh, will take the first few episodes uh, while we're continuing on. We'll take the first few episodes to different outlets: Netflix, Fox Sports, uh, Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, and these things all go to what's called the upfronts in New York and and they look at each project and then they decide, okay, we want to buy this one for this amount of money. And then another one says, well, we want that too. How much? And now it's a bidding war. Gotcha. So, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun process and it's slightly nerve wracking, but man, this is, this is how Hollywood does it. It's, it's just a big part of, of the whole machine. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that you're leading this because, I have no Hollywood experience, so I don't understand the, the process at no all. Hollywood experience. With that hat? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, Ricky looks like he's in Hollywood every day. 
Especially when you show up in the, in the golf shorts. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. I try to explain to people the reason why I dress the way I do, and it's in honor of my dad. You know, my dad's in heaven. Uh, but Randy's correct when he says uh, what he said earlier. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was taking care of my parents back in 2004 through 2006. And in 2006, my dad, last words to me before he had a stroke was, uh, well, let me tell him, I'll just tell this part. First thing he says, never give up because mm -hmm. he knew what I was doing and it wasn't right, but he, he still believed in me. So he made me promise him I wouldn't give up. Then the second thing he was, he was like, at some point you got to put God in your life. And I was like real honest with my dad. I was like, well, dad, uh, it won't be tonight, but <laughs> eventually I will. And I did. And I have. And the third one, and his last, his last request to me was every day you blessed to see you get up and you look like somebody and you do that for me. And he walked away. And the next day he had a stroke and I've never spoke to my dad again. And shortly after that, he died. So that's my motivation. A big part of my motivation the other parts are just things that I want to do in honor of them because I dedicated the rest of my life to making them proud of me, my mom and dad, proud of me in heaven. So I'm highly motivated. I dress like my dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing my best to live up to what he asked me to do. And I appreciate the fact that you're taking on this challenge of Ricky C. Simmons look like somebody presents. Yeah. That. That's big for me, and that's something that'll outlive me, and that's the legacy I'd like to leave. Yeah, you're going to leave a good one. Good. You're leaving a good one already. Well, I'm trying, man. It's it's only been 14 years and counting, but I'm off to a decent start. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for those of you out there that know me, 14 years and counting, there was a time when I couldn't get 14 minutes. So 14 years is, is a pretty big accomplishment accomplishment for me but I, i'm just getting started so randy what else you got going on man oh well before we even uh well i won't say before we get to uh the second episode of look like somebody uh, i have two projects that we're going to shoot one starts in april april 1st we're in pre-production right now it's called the bench and it is a homeless love story it's about the homeless Okay, okay. And that is a feature film. Um, can't talk about who we're going after right now because gotcha. it's all it's all in negotiations. And then um, my baby is called 180. And it's about uh, a drug and alcohol rehab facility. So it's about um, addiction and recovery. That's that role you got to lose all that weight for. Yes, I got to get down <laughs> to about 175, 180 pounds. Wow, man, that's... Well, I ain't going to be much help in that area because I'm, I, I, especially as long as 88 Tactical is open. I know. You always trying to get me to Mary Ellen's anyway. <laughs> Big shout out to Charles, man. Hey, Mary Ellen. What's up, Charles? Hey, I was out there today. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're trying to lose weight, you need to get away from me, though. <laughs> yes, yes. And 88 Tactical's food is so good. That, oh, absolutely. That Marty, the chef, and Ricky, they, and they put food in my face. Yeah. I'm like, thank y'all, because I'm, I'm going to be a fat crackhead in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be hard to like a crackhead when you're 200 plus. <laughs> I was like, that, uh, 160, 170, nah. Good luck with that. 
it's 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 easy when I when I you know when I set my mind and just do it. Um, yeah. But right now, you know, I'm using Super Bowl weekend as an excuse. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, as long as it's making you feel good, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, these projects that you that you're working on, uh, are they long projects? I mean, is it is that a long process to get those? projects done or well the average the the average is once you have the money for it and fortunately i i i do have it for uh, several of the projects uh it's about an 18 month process 18 okay before you might before you may see a return gotcha when it when it's a feature film but like a tv series with uh 180 uh that's a pilot we're going to shoot that pilot and then that goes to new york to the upfronts with everybody else the same process that's going to happen would look like somebody I got you. And uh, that is, then it's, they pick up a show like this. It can run for seven seasons. It can run for three seasons. It can run for 11 seasons. Yes. You know, and uh, the way I have it structured, it has a lot of leads in it, but it has a lot of uh, uh, guest stars, famous guest stars that come in, like, you know, Billy Bob Thornton, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer I've known for a long time. And I wrote the owner of this facility, I wrote it based on him because he went through addiction. Mm. Everyone knows, you know, when he was doing cheers, they don't know why I do, but, uh, uh, he got out of it. He's done very well over the years. So I want people who have gone through it, actors that have actually gone through it to be in specific roles in this thing. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Well, I just, man, like I say, I, I think what you're, what you're doing is just, phenomenal first of all because the fact that you were were willing to walk away from hollywood and come back to your home and and build basically build a film industry in nebraska i mean because i've heard you tell that story before one of your motivations was when you were eight years old yeah you wanted to be an actor but nobody that was from nebraska that went and made it at hollywood would come back to even offer any kind of help or advice no, no. that's kind of you know that that's hard to believe but I, I i know you wouldn't make that story up so the fact that you chose to be the first person to do that is very very big man so it's interesting to me because it's 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 sad at the same time it's kind of unbelievable but then it kind of pisses me off a little bit <laughs> <laughs> you know because i'm like I, I mean, I was that kid, and I would say, "Mom, Dad, I want to be an actor." Oh, you can't be an actor. That's Hollywood. That's way out there. You know, you you can draw architecture. So that's what I went, ended up coming down here, Lincoln for architecture. Okay. But guess what? Left sophomore year. Yeah. Because, like I told my kids, y'all can go to school. Go to school for what you want to go to school for. Right. And and you don't even have to go to school as long as you can still educate. Right. You don't have to go to an institution to do that today. You can do it online. Correct. You know. So I'm like. I will never push my kids to go for something that I want them to go for. Although I would like for them to work with me in the film industry. It's their choice. Right. You know, so maybe they will, maybe they won't. Who knows? I think it's important that anybody that, and just, this is across the board. If you can find something that you're passionate about and something that you love, and if you can turn that into an employment, then you'll never work a day of your life. A lot of people say that, and I know a lot of people feel that. I don't. What do you feel? I bust my tail every day. 
Yeah, I but you work hard. harder for yourself, though. Right. So that that that's that's that that's just the 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 little the little twist for me is, I love what I do. It's still work. Oh, absolutely. I get tired. Yeah. But I'll never quit because I love it. That's my I point. Love yeah. it, See, and man. That, that's where I was going with that. I mm. think that it, that it, it's much easier to work yes. really hard. Absolutely. You know, for for something you love. Absolutely. Versus working for someone else. <laughs> that don't work. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against anyone that has a nine to five. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have a choice mm -hmm. to where you're going to have to work really hard. Right. Either way. Either way. Either way. You're going to have to work really hard. I'd rather work hard for me. Yes. Than to work hard to make someone else rich. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, 100. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my personal take on things. But, hey, do whatever you have to do. You know, everybody's not wired the same way. You know, some people are more comfortable working. Just, you know, hey, let me go do my task. Let me get my check. And, you know, and and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying I'm not wired like that either. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I honestly, I feel a little sorry for people who who don't have, you know, the the moxie, if you will, to go after their dream. I mean, yes. go after it. Most people don't because they're not taught that in school. Right. Well, they don't teach that in school. No, I no. mean, I, I've i done a little research on this, and I've noticed that a lot of times they uh, schools, they they basically train you to be, a, to be a worker. Yeah, to be an employee. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it looks to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying I'm right, but I don't know. I mean, the, the things that they're teaching is like, Entrepreneurial isn't one of them. No, no. This why this is why Creighton Prep was different. Okay. Um, I remember speech and debate class this freshman year, and uh, actually me and uh, Shay and uh, uh, our boy Ed, uh, Richard DiGiacomo, who was an Elvis impersonator today. Man, he's he's, <laughs> old, he's a bad dude. He's too. A bad dude. Sounds <laughs> like him. Looks like he's funny. But you know, we were all you know clowns back then. Played football all that stuff. But, uh, uh, I was in speech and debate class and everybody did their speeches, the president, the, this president, uh, or, or this, uh, judge or, you know, just something I got up <laughs> and it was my turn. And I did Bill Cosby's Noah from, from this comedy album. <laughs> and Miss Tishy was like, I did not see that coming, man. I got standing ovation. <laughs> well, standing from some of them, but, but everybody clapped and laughed. And she said, wow, I did not see that coming. And you should continue following that dream because everyone knew that I wanted to be an actor, yeah. even back then. And when when uh, uh, Dick called me today, Dick Giacomo, we were talking. He said, "Man, you this is this is what you were talking about doing all those years ago." And now I'm literally watching you on TV, and I'm like, "Man, that's my dude." And he goes, <laughs> "And you are still the same, just the same person." So. There's a there's a bunch of us that went to Creighton Prep, and I, you know, of course, like I said, a lot of them, know, a lot of you know that I also, uh, like I said, I split. I I, I went to Nathan Hill. I'm sorry, uh, Northwest as well. But Prep is that school, man, that that pushes you to be a leader. Gotcha. They, the, 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 our, our saying there is uh, for the school is men for others. Mm. You know, we get out there to do what we do for you, right. You know, and, and as long as I take care of you and you take care of the man next to you and he takes care of the man next to him, we're all taken care of. Correct. So, yeah, they really push entrepreneurship 
And there's a lot, a lot of my guys that have done very well in life. Well, that's kind of rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's real rare. Well, hey, we're going to, you guys hang in there with me. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll be back on 93.7 The Ticket to get you happy on now. Be right back. Hey, and we back. I got to give a big shout out to Maryland and Georgia. Appreciate you tuning in. That means a lot, man. Don't take anything for granted. Otis Lee, man, you said something about some shrimp and grits on the menu. I'm going to be honest with you. You got got Randy over trying to to look at my phone and see if he can get your address, man. Come on, man. (laughs) You can't be sending texts like that. Otis, hey, man, you got him in a bad way. I'm trying to keep – this is to get you happy on hour. I'm trying to keep him up. Now you got him thinking too hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, Randy, uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but uh, I want you to talk a little bit about your, what, your, what you got going on with the film industry. Uh, well, you know what? We, uh, we have our, uh, our film incentive bill being voted on right now, um, uh, the LB-1022. That's that's the one that's going to draw bigger productions in, and we'll be able to, you know, incentivize bigger stuff to come in. Well, I'm going to be here, so I'm going to be working. I got 50 projects, five zero, ready to go. Wow! Written for Nebraska, to be shot in Nebraska. Yes, we'll bring in some of our big dogs, uh, you know, Tay Diggs and and Morris Chestnut and them too. Get a little Tracy Ellis Ross here. Everybody knows. Well, who knows? Uh, you know, girlfriends. Y'all know me and Tracy Davis and. Got yeah, it. you know, that got whole little triangle. It. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people ready to come in. So, you know, I'm also focusing on building the Performing Arts Academy and uh, the studio, 150-acre studio, and um, trying to do a lot of lot of good things in North Omaha as well as uh, out in Gretna, Sarpy County, uh, connecting the two so we can, you know, grab young people and let them see something outside of their own neighborhoods. Makes you know? a lot of sense. You know, you just give them something to. And you're actually to. you're actually helping that eight year old Randy that didn't have help. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I talk about that all the time when I when I speak to uh, you know groups of people. Sometimes it's five hundred, some people it's a thousand, whatever it may be. And I just let them know. I wish I knew me when I was eight years old. Meaning, I wish I knew somebody like me, right? Who could have said, "Hey, let me show you how to do it." But. God does what he does, man. And and I guess the only way for me to really be effective is I had to go through it. Right. I so you to. know exactly what it feels like. Exactly. And now I know how to help others uh, and not not basically baby them in it, but I know how to help them get there. Well, you know, Fallen Giants Films is going to be a big thing for Nebraska. And I, I'm just glad that they're finally recognizing because you've been at that for quite a while. How long have you been trying to get a film industry? In? 2004. Four. Wow, that's twenty years. Dude. Yep. Yeah. But it's finally coming. Yeah. Yeah. With it, with it, and where it's happening. There yeah. is no, you know, man, we're at the door. No, no, that door. I kicked that door open a few years back, and I, like I said, I got my peeps. We we've been uh, uh, down here in Lincoln speaking at Senate committees. We're always speaking at something, doing something. You said you got to come back down here at when? I got to come back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, we have another another meeting. Like I said, we 
we have a couple more votes on this bill and then a couple others dealing with uh, child labor laws because as we get into the film industry there's a lot of kids that that want to be actors and and we need them for specific roles so we got to make sure they have a set teacher uh that they get specific breaks they have to eat at a certain time uh we don't play games when it comes to the kids so hollywood has it set up well the screen actors guild they it's set up to take care of young people gotcha. and we have to have that here as well everywhere there's a film industry you have to have those child labor laws written into uh law what uh, before we wrap this thing up, what's this about a tech mafia? <laughs> <laughs> what, can you explain it's, that briefly for me? It's just it's a thing that some people just named it that, and it, I, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Great and prep mafia. It's just you know because we stick together. A lot of us work together. A lot of us have known each other for many years, and we always you know like Shay and I, and we we we. After all these years, here we are, still boys, helping each other do everything. And then, you know, guys will show up that I haven't seen forever. And it's like, we, it's yesterday. Wow. And then there's a, there's a group of us called HP, Hollywood Prep. And it's about 40 people who are in the film industry from prep. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, we just try to, I mean, I want to help everybody. Don't get me wrong. It's not just about prep, but, you know, that's just where the dudes that hey, we, it is we, what it we is. support each other right there. And I've tried to support others from, you know, other uh, portions of my life. And, you know, I, I, I stick with who, who I can trust. Hey, well, once you find out who you can trust, that's where you need to stay. That's it. I mean, to me, I just I think that's smart. But, Randy, I, I really I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy day just to come down here and be a part of the show. Uh, I mean, thank you for what you're doing on my behalf with the look like somebody. That means a lot to me. Uh, it's not taken for granted. And I wanted to say that again publicly, just so you know that it's appreciated. And I got to give a big shout out to Brett Wedden. Because Brett, Brett Wedden, yeah, Brett Wedden hadn't made that phone call. Mm. It might not would have came to pass. Right. So yeah. I, I appreciate Brett Wedden for making that phone call and connecting us. Yeah, that was a good day. Well, hey, I want to thank everybody, man, for tuning in. But I wrap up every show the same way every week, and I want y'all to do this with me. Every day you bless the saints. It's just another day in paradise. And you got to get your happy on. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll see you next Sunday. <laughs>